All righty, here we go. We're live, guys. Um, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm honoured. I'm blessed. There's a whole bunch of emotions running through me right now. We've finally got Mark on the podcast. A massive apologies to anybody who was waiting on the podcast on Monday. Hopefully, there are people waiting on the podcast. That oh, would, I'm, I'm hoping there's a few. Yeah, yeah, that would that would really That'd make me great. that would make me feel great about things. Um. Apologies to anybody if there was anybody waiting for it on Monday. And we apologies few, for the week before. And for the week before. That was me. A few, you know, unforeseen uh, things happening with Mark, a <laughs> bit of gastro. Um, <laughs> and then on Monday, we had a few technical difficulties uh, connecting to the Wi-Fi. Um, rookie error, I know, but it's all sorted now. This is still in its infancy, so we're trying our best to, um, to make it run as smoothly as possible. So without further ado, welcome Mark Derrick. Mark Holbrook, oh, Derek. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. First of all, just really quickly before we get into anything. You want to know where it's from? The whole no, middle the whole, name. The Holbrook. The Holbrook. The Holbrook. The Holbrook. Nothing but the Brook. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I don't know why it's such a big thing, but um, uh, where does it come from? I think it's every every second every second generation um, in the Derek yeah family. In, in the Derek family somewhere along the line. Every every second generation gets stuck with it. So is the Derek family? Does that span back span back quite a few? generations there is there it? is a there is a tree um yeah. i think uh, my, my late uncle sort of did a little bit of digging around but i think it was somewhere oh trace back to maybe the 10th century but i don't the, the one that i've seen is about to, to the 15th but, so there yeah. are a fair few holbrooks running around there, there, the there there is a few there, there was a few definitely oh there you go mate on to you now <laughs> rather than your middle name um it was the best kept secret so, you know. <laughs> until anyway. now everybody knows um so you've got a background in swimming you've got you were a national level swimmer yep strength and conditioning you're currently undertaking a master's in that and yep. you've got a background in that obviously uh boxing kickboxing yep and um, basically anything to do with little, health little, and well-being yeah a little bit of grappling thrown in there as well yeah um, which i would like to get back into brazilian, at some stage yeah a little bit of brazilian jiu-jitsu mainly brazilian jiu-jitsu tiny tiny bit of um tiny bit of freestyle as well but oh, yeah. uh, ma mainly just some brazilian jiu-jitsu as well but awesome. um Again, which I'd love to get back to as well. Mm. Um, when did you commit yeah. swimming? Swimming, I actually, I started being competitive with that um, or more competitive with that at the age of nine, but sort of probably went into a national program around the age of 11. And um, I suppose for the next 10 or 10 or so years, um, was, yeah, competing, training 10 times mm. a week and, um, well, eight to, eight to 10 sessions a week and with, um, you know, some gym thrown in there as well. So, yeah. I think that's that's what really spawned my interest in in strength and conditioning with okay. those early years. Swimming is um, brutal. Yeah, the yeah. I think yeah. Uh, some of the some of the sessions I, I look at back in the back in the day. Um, yeah. Bring a chill to my spine. <laughs> yeah. I have a look at you know, especially some of the guys I swim with as well. It was um, anyone in particular yeah. that you would know? Oh, um, oh, there's uh, Ash Delaney, um, Brooke Hansen. Um, okay. Shout out to those two guys if they're watching. They, they might be. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, Put it on your Instagram but, if you are. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's just a I don't know, really, really good environment, and um, yeah, everyone, everyone trained hard, and um, yeah, worked hard. But mm. yeah, that's swimmers normally retire quite young as as well, don't they? Yeah, you find I think it's swimming and and gymnastics tend yeah. to be um, they start quite quite young and they they train quite quite hard at a young age. Um, mm. And I mean, I'm. I would love to see swimmers sort of, you know, or, you know, take more of a, you know, long, a long-term approach. And, yeah. you know, a, a lot of them now are peaking probably a little later. So in the mid twenties and, and late twenties, 
but that's probably more the the development or the, the approach they had you know when they were when they were younger. so rather than just burning themselves out training exactly. a bit smarter rather than harder exactly exactly um, yeah. and i think you know the the way everything's run now is like you know strength and conditioning keeps growing the way um you know coaches are training athletes um we're, we're getting smarter as we're, we're getting better at it as well so yeah yeah, yeah. you've definitely seen that around the board and how did you sort of get into boxing and and kickboxing and boxing was um i think i started i first walked into a boxing gym when i was about 15 and that was purely for a like a little bit of an extra you see we, we got smashed anyway i played a bit of yeah. footy and cricket as well but yeah um it was purely for a bit of a fitness component for for my swimming i mm. started doing that and um you know just sort of once a once a week i do a little bit of boxing yeah um and i found it was really beneficial for my swimming and you know all my other sports as well and um you know, eventually when I, when swimming sort of slowed down as I got towards, you know, 19, 20, um, I found I was, you know, really enjoying that and still doing that. Mm. And, um, yeah, sort of went into, went into that. And did you have many fights or I only had the, uh, I had an amateur kickboxing fight or tie yeah. boxing fight. Um, but no, I just, just a lot of training, lots mm. of sparring. And, um, I think that's my, my, my maybe one of my, a, a good asset as a coach, but mm. also, you know, a downfall as a competitor, like, I just love doing everything. Like yeah. I love strength. I love strength and conditioning. I love training, mm. but from an athletic point of view, I probably just do, you know, it's like, I want to do everything. Whereas yeah. you sort of just, you know, pick, pick a thing that you're good yeah. at, whether it's grappling, whether it's um, striking, whether it's, you know, um, now I'm trying to do it now. I'm a little bit older now. But I'm trying to be a bit smarter. I'm, I'm mm. looking at some powerlifting now. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to be a bit smarter with, with, uh, with what I'm doing and managing your fatigue a bit more Yeah. from a coaching point of view. Um, yeah, lots of experience at all, all different sports at mm. different levels. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, love coaching people and trying to get the best out of them. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I found that boxing on that note, boxing really improved my footy with my endurance. And I didn't really know that it would have that much of an, an effect on my aerobic capacity yeah, as it did, but just like my second, third efforts. And that's, I think Neil touched on, on this as well. Yeah. You, like, you look at a boxing workout and it's, you know, you, you're hitting, even if you're hitting the pads or you're hitting a bag, um, you know, as yourself know, inspiring as well. Like, um, mm. I suppose it's the one thing with boxing or, or kickboxing, as opposed to other sports. You know, if you're in the ring or if you've if you've jumped in the ring or even you know done a, done a lot of sparring, you find that um, you can't, or the way you rest has got to be has got to be quite smart. Mm. Or you know, it's not you can't really. You know, if you're running a, a marathon or you're doing a different sport, you can sort of take the foot off the gas a little bit. Whereas if you do that, you know, when you're sparring or if you if you're in a fight, then it's um, yeah, that's that's when you get hurt. Yeah, so, I okay. know Paul with the guys doing the the fight fit challenge is really big on that, um, and really tries to, to to drum that home. So you know when you are resting, you're resting with your hands up, you're watching continuously, mm. you're maintaining your distance. That's your rest. It's yeah. not like oh I'm stuffed now. I drop my hands and then yeah, so that's that's when you're and you have get... to try and not yeah. look tired as so well, which is one of the hardest parts. It's it's, it's oh, it's basically the the this is what I say to people: the fitter you get, the harder the harder you work. Yeah. So you always. You're always wondering, shit, am I getting fitter? I'm oh, sorry, it's not past eight o'clock. I'm allowed to swear, am I? No, you're good, mate. Sorry, Go for sorry, bash. Guys. bash really set the parameters for that last week. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you find um, that, you know, for a sport like football, you, 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 um, you know, you've, you've got a continual efforts mm. um, that you've got to put in and I don't know, maybe it just hardens you up a little bit. Like if you're used to, you know, yeah. getting hit and getting back That's up, keep, keep your hands well, up and moving forward. part of things like, you know, you, know, you don't quite realize how far you can go out of that. And that's what um, training with Paul for the five fit challenge really drummed into yeah. me was the psychological part of things. Because before that I, I just 
we've stopped because I don't have that belief. That I can't do that. I can't go that far. Okay. Now I'm starting to be sore. Yep. But then when you realize that you can push through that yep. and then you can push through again yeah. and, and then you can go again. I've had, I've had really good conversations with yeah. Paul, Paul about this. Um, we talk a, a little bit about, you know, about mindset and the importance of mindset and mm. how hard it is to, to, to coach, to mm. get that, in, to instill that in someone. Um, I'm really I, looking forward to when I eventually get Paul on the podcast as yeah. well. We can talk about that too. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I mean, I, I love, I love strength and conditioning. I love looking at things mm. from a scientific perspective, but you can have the best programming, the best <clears throat> training regime. You can train your best for, you know, you can have an eight, 10 week lead up to a competition, but then it, it comes to the day and, you know, just things aren't working or, you know, you just switch off for the day and mm. it's like all that training sort of, sort of wasted. So it's yeah. sort of, well, not wasted, but um you're yeah, not able to fully implement that training absolutely and yeah. i think that's i suppose more the more the art of that was one of the things that i was most worried about when i was doing the fight fit challenge was when i get up there you know i've, I've watched a bunch of um of the other fight fit challenges on youtube and um you know i was like oh will i be able to sort of display my talents like i yeah. see some of these guys displaying their skills but, or, or some of these guys not displaying their skills it, it is a fantastic night though it's like yeah. it's um I personally think it's some of the most entertaining fights that you'll that you'll see, even you yeah. know, better than some of the some of the local shows. And I suppose you know, not always the most skillful, but you know, it's I've just been two, to a few at the Melbourne Pavilion. That was definitely yeah, the best. If two, I have to say so myself. Oh, absolutely! Like yeah. two two guys getting in there and just you know going hammer and tongue, and then mm. they they give each other a hug after or, or whatnot, mm. and leave it all in the ring. And absolutely, you got nothing um, but respect for the guys. Yeah, it's yeah. and that's what you say to say to them. It's, it's, it's three two minute rounds. Mm. Um, and again, most of them, you know, they just go in there hammer and tong, and after about ninety seconds, they're they're absolutely spent. Mm. Um, I remember speaking to Paul about it, and he he said that um, there's a, a guy training. I forget I forget who it was, but he was a marathon runner, and he competed in a lot of marathon races, and you know it's quite a grueling event. Mm. And then he did the fight fit challenge, three two minute rounds, and he just afterwards he said he's he's never done anything quite as hard. Mm. It's not the the distance; it's the intensity. And, yeah. You know the fact that you can't rest, and it's the emotions I find. Yeah, your emotions are going up and down, and spot, and like, yeah. you know, it's coming in waves, and then you've got your adrenaline and, wave, and then you have got your adrenaline dump, yeah. and then you'll get a second wind. And let's face it, you got all your mates watching as well. Yeah. Everyone wants to get up there and perform, and yeah, um, that's what I love about it. At the end of the day, there there is a winner, there is a loser, and yeah. it's um, you know, yeah. For many people, they say it's not about winning and losing. Not yeah. for me. Yeah, no. It was all about winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very uh, what's it, what's his name? Vince Lombardi of you. It was. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I, put, uh, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna you know sugarcoat it. For me, I, I wanted to yeah. win. I, I don't and, think anyone who does it wants to you know yeah. doesn't doesn't want to Every win. Every time I yeah. heard someone saying, "Oh, it's it's not about yeah. winning or losing," yeah. I was like, "Poor, we are yeah. just we've got such different mindsets." Yeah. Well, that, that's that could be the the, the <laughs> mindset as well. I mean, I, I, speaking outside, I say to people, you know, it's. It's really the journey and what what you learn in that eight yeah. weeks and how hard you That's learn to push really yourself. That's obviously really important as well. Absolutely, obviously and really important as well. I, I think with that, you know, there's so many you know parallels to life, and mm. um, you know, it doesn't have to be boxing; it's just something that you're training for. And Definitely. a lot of people, you know, they, they they train for something, they put their mind towards something, they set a goal, they achieve it, they move on to the next thing, mm. and that might be something physical, but then their their their, their lifestyle improves. Their 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 um their, their work starts to improve Absolutely, as well yeah their, their overall work you know, ethics sleep yeah. eating habits self-control Re relationships everything yeah. like it's just it's it's amazing how you deal with stress that's another yeah. big thing yeah. that the boxing can help you really temper yeah yeah um and yeah just sort of setting small um you know manageable goals mm. and chip away at them over time and yeah there are obviously so many things that you can get out of it but 
you know, one and no looks a whole lot better than no and one. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so we'll go to a bit of strength and conditioning now. Tell us a bit like about your background in strength and conditioning and how you've gotten to where you are now. Yeah, well, um, I suppose, yeah, the first thing, the, the, the um, well, I suppose my first um, time that I thought that I'd really want to get into that was um, when I was quite young. I was lucky enough to have a strength and conditioning coach at the at the swimming club I was at and um, used to try and, you know, I was probably an annoying little kid, but I probably tried to, you know, I was 11, 12, 13 years old. Mm. I thought it was awesome. We were in the gym. I, I just wanted to look like Arnold. It was something different from swimming. And yeah. um, I sort of picked his brain about things. And it was quite funny because, you know, I, I never thought we we were pushing as hard, as hard as we should have in the gym. And, you know, I mm. thought, we, you know, we got to smash it. we got to smash it. we got to smash it. Um, but, yeah, sort of gave me an appreciation of, you know, how to, how to sort of train smarter in a gym when you were younger. And I saw that carry over to my, to my swimming and not only my swimming, but my football um, and some of the other sports that I played, it really laid a, a solid foundation for that. And I suppose I really got an appreciation of that and was, was lucky enough when I was, um, when I was 20 to get a job um, at, a, at a swimming club, um, you know, um, coaching, coaching their, um, coaching some of their athletes mm. um, in a swimming capacity, but also in a, in a, in a dry land and strength and conditioning capacity as well. Um, so I, I, I suppose from an education perspective, I started with a, I finished year 12 and then I had a look around and I, I went into, um, physical education. Um, and the course back then you sort of, it was almost like a three year, um, sports science degree and they had about a year of education thrown mm. into that as well. Um, and yeah, I was lucky enough sort of first, second year into that, I got that coaching role and then I sort of, I took a little while to sort of finish that course. I just sort of. Um, probably gained a lot more experience coaching and then did my course very part-time mm. um, and then yeah, just took a more active role in, in coaching, um, developing younger swimmers and, you know, had a few clients that would come, come to see me on the outside as, as well. Awesome. Yeah. And then you got, uh, the, how long have you been at Five Fit now? Five Fit now, oh, I'm trying to think. I've only been here for two years now, okay. um, but I've probably, I've known Bash and Paul for, I first met Paul back in, I think it was 05. I was a mm. lifeguard at the pool and you oh, know, the, the, the school, I actually do a little bit of part-time work at, at Frank Dando Sports Academy oh, yeah. as well, um, just on Monday and Wednesdays. So I used to lifeguard at the Monash Aquatic and Recreation Centre and I used to see this strange group coming in at 12 o'clock and I used to, I used to love it. They used to smash the, smash the boys with physical, uh, physical fitness and they'd be you know doing a bunch of swimming drills and then I'd see them running and doing everything and I'm looking at it like, this is, you know, really good stuff. And I'd, I'd use, yeah. you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking at them. I'll be looking at these kids just pushing through, pushing through. And so then, just for those who might not know, Frank Dando's martial arts Academy is where Paul Firefield, who is uh, the co-owner of fight fit um, is a teacher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He says yeah. he's a maths teacher. He is. <laughs> he, he, he is. If I had him, uh, he's one of the best maths teachers. I, and I'm not, I know I'm very biased, yeah. like, but, it's um yeah he's a phenomenal maths teacher and English so teacher. So funny, just, he used to tell yeah. us that he was a maths. He he is obviously a maths teacher. Yeah. He always used to bring that up in the um no, no during believed. the fight fit challenge yeah. and then get like simple equations wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just deliberate. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Oh, throw yeah, but um yeah, so those those boys, um a lot of them might have had sort of maybe slightly troubled backgrounds yep. as well, and yeah. they they not not really fitting into the mainstream system yep. that is you know your private schools or public schools so they're yeah. looking for a more alternative way to do it no, and that's it so some discipline as well and yep, they absolutely. go to guys like paul firefield and uh, i think brendo another coach here was a part of that as yeah, well. yeah 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 um, um sam sam battaglia yeah um yeah yep. and zia who helps run some of the courses yeah. down here as well yep. yeah so they so yeah they they just 
do school in that way and learn the discipline that way. And then you got guys mm -hmm. like Cameron Eyes, who's a um, he was an ex student. Actually, it was Cameron was that an, I yeah he was a student. Yeah, Cam Cameron was one of the boys I saw what running there. Like in, oh, yeah. I remember in 0506. Yeah. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's um one of the most respected guys at this gym now. Absolutely. And I think he had like a background where maybe he, yeah. he struggled with, with holding his temper a little bit. He used yeah. to get in fights and stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, he actually went he on to, to complete to his, no um, actually he's completed the masters that I'm doing now in yeah. strength and conditioning. He went on to do his VCE yeah. um, and complete the masters in strength and conditioning, undergoing yeah. exercise and sports science. And it's just yeah. unreal how much you can how much he's turned his life around through martial arts and through discipline and absolutely yep to be the guy he is today it's quite quite unbelievable actually yeah so yeah you saw those guys walk around you like and you were like geez this is the way i thought this was dead no kids was, getting absolutely you know, one, you walloped know. by poor five-year-old that's, that's strength exactly, and conditioning that's exactly right um so yeah sort of i suppose over a number of years actually ended up um doing a little bit of coaching with uh paul's uh paul's daughter sally mm. um so i remember her when she was or 13 or 14 i used to take a little bit of dry line for them um yeah if she if she is listening she was a she was a little brat but no, yeah. she, she was all right she was <laughs> she, she'll kill me for that but yeah um no she was she was very good but um yeah um yeah so um and then eventually started doing a little bit of training training with him mm. and then yeah one thing led to the next and um yeah i was sort of um, was looking at a was looking at a teaching role and um, you know developing my own st strength and conditioning business on the side um, when I stopped my swim coaching and then um, yeah Bash had offered me a, a job here a couple of years ago mm. and yeah then I also got offered a position at, at, at Frank Dando's for you know a couple of times a week so so you um, do that still yeah I still do oh, that that's really um, cool. yeah I mean they're Mondays Mondays and Wednesdays must be really yeah. rewarding to be projecting your passion onto such into like teenagers at such an impressionable age and, and yeah, an age yeah. where they can really sort of go one way or the other yeah it's actually funny because I started I've got the you know the the, the the teaching background but I've probably always been more of a you know I've been more of a coach mm. um, so I find that you know going back into the classroom setting um, it's quite um, Oh, how do I how do I describe it? It's um, it's a little um a, a little slower going than than coaching. So I remember when I first um did a, a little bit of CRT or it's mm. casual relief teaching for anyone listening, um, you know I'd almost project or come in almost like a like a coach essentially. Mm. And then you find in the in the classroom you got to sort of slow things down a little bit. And you know there's still principles. You, you know a good teacher can learn off a good mm. coach, and a good coach can learn off a, you know you can there's there's parallels there. But um, it's just um. Yeah, I'm sort of learning a lot um, being in the in the classroom, and especially being around. You know, you got you got Ziad, who's the principal there. Um, we pick our brains, so we pick each other's brains about stuff. He's mm. an exercise physiologist as well, um, with a, with a masters. Um, you got Paul Firefield, Sam Bottaglia. It's just a fantastic um, group to work with. Mm. And then it's like, I come here to fight fit, and it's like you've got you got Bash, all, all your mates here anyway. So mm. it doesn't really feel like work in a sense. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Do you do like? Just the physical education side. You don't jump in the maths class with Paul. I, I when take, I say that he um gets simple equations wrong, by yeah. that I mean it, that when we'd be doing the burpees, yeah. um, we'd all be counting in our heads and we'd get to a hundred. Ah, and he'd, be, and he'd, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. And he'd yeah. be telling us it was eighty. And yeah, yeah. And I, and one, I, I one, 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 I'm one, delirious, but I'm not that delirious. Exactly. And one, and, one of, and one of you will try and correct him, and he'll go, "Oh, sorry." And yeah, you'll, you'll know, be back I'm, to, I'm a maths teacher. You'll be back to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize yet. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> I think if if uh, if, if Eddie Dalek's listening, uh, he um he did that once at, at at training with Paul, and I think Paul made everyone go through about oh, it was a 
I can't even remember. It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. It's ingrained into everyone's memory. So yeah, yeah, I bet it is. That 300 burpees that I did one session is really ingrained in my memory. Yep, yep, going yep. Absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about the uh, program that you've done at Fight Fit for the Fight Fit Games. Yep. Um, so basically, for the Fight Fit Games this time is divided into into two components. You got the strength component and then yep. the conditioning component. So I've sort of focused um, more on the strength component. So. For the for the purposes of this uh this games we're looking at a uh, um like testing your squat your bench press and a and a deadlift similar to what you'd see in a in a powerlifting mate um so I've sort of just I've looked at um first of all you got to take into account the um the the level of everyone doing it so not I don't, you know you can't expect that everyone's a everyone's a powerlifter going into that so you look at everyone and you just sort of set a, a basic progression. For um, you know, so that they're they're able to PB a squat, a bench press, and a deadlift, um, come eight weeks later. So, what all, all I've done really for 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 a program is is design a design a spreadsheet, um, and I basically have them working um, or building their strength uh, through yeah. multiple sets of fives. For the program, they 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 usually do a couple more sets of bench press each week mm. um, because I find that that's less fatiguing than say a deadlift or a squat. You know. Um, so for the main bulk of the program, um, for their for their main bench pressing sessions, they might be hitting four sets of five. Um, their squats, they might be hitting three sets of five, and for their deadlifts, they might only be hitting two sets of five. And each week, the the weight sort of progresses up a, a little bit there. So at the end of the eight weeks, um, they should be able to hit um, whatever their whatever their tested um, max was at the at the start. And usually that's a, a technical max, so not an all out max. So if someone hasn't, um, you know, they're not. Um, haven't done a lot of squatting or a lot of deadlifting or a lot of bench pressing. Um, you sort of have a look at, you know, and they're interested in competing it in, in eight weeks. You sort of look at how they're, how they're moving and give them a, a safe weight that they can, um, you know, lift once where you can start to see a little bit of a technical breakdown. And that's usually where you'd start them. Do you enjoy that part is watching people's progression, seeing where people start oh, and how, where they can go absolutely. and how, um, how the effect it has on them? I, I always say to people that, you know, there's no one realizes how strong they can get until they actually start training yeah. progressively like that um and a lot of people um you know they, they know strength's very important but um you know and there's there's lots of carryovers to other sports as well um but they don't realize how strong they can get and when i say things like you know i think neil um pointed out a couple of a couple of weeks ago he's like you know a good a good um a good strength uh, or some good strength standards are you know um being able to deadlift two to you know slightly 2.25 times your body weight, being able to squat 1.75 to mm. to twice your body mm. weight, bench press 1.25 up to up to one and a half times your body weight. Yeah, I was thinking um, about that, and I can I can get out. I mean, a couple of 80. I haven't tried 90 because I don't have anyone just just didn't have anyone to spot me. Yeah. But um, and I'm about 85 kilos. Yeah. So I should be looking at 120 sort of thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's... But in order in order to get there, yeah. so a lot of people, um. It's hard to see. It's like before you started started boxing. I remember mm. thinking about the first time you threw a punch. I actually have a funny story about the first time I got into into boxing. Um, mm. It was actually at the swimming club. We had a floor to ceiling ball. Oh yeah. Um, I thought, you know, I was a I was a strong I was a strong kid. I'm going to yeah. absolutely smash this. I, I walked up to it, hit it as hard mm. as I possibly could. The things come back, smack me in the chin, and I'm looking. <laughs> it was very it was very funny. I remember I was about I think it was twelve or thirteen yeah, or whatever. Thought, I yeah. wish I saw that. But um. Oh, I don't know if there's cameras back then, <laughs> but um, it's it's more about um, I sort of say this: everyone always always loves to express their strength. Mm. No one ever loves to build their strength. Mm. Everyone, um, and by that I mean everyone wants to go in and you know, you know, you want to get stronger, go in and lift as heavy as you possibly can each each time. Um, and 
in, in most cases, um, not all cases, like at really top levels, that's, you know, they might be part of the program that they, they might have to lift some heavy singles or, or whatnot as part of the program. But for the majority of people, whether you're an athlete, whether you're just recreationally training and you want to get in there and build some strength, um, you, you should just be, you shouldn't be trying to max out every session. You mm. should be having something that's progressive over time. Um, people say, well, how do you build strength? The general rule is, you know, three to three to five sets of four to six reps that you progress over over time. Generally, people start training with me. I, I might start them with um, some higher higher rep ranges um, and different exercise variations. So, someone you know mightn't be ready to do a do a back squat, for instance. I know that you know the the, the strength measure is I want, I want to try and get this person to squat twice their body weight. They mightn't be ready to put a barbell on their back yet. So, mm. you know, there might be different variations, whether it be a goblet squat, um, you know, with a with a band around their a band around their uh, or just below their knees or just above mm. their knees. Um, a wall squat, something, something very simple, something very um, simple for them to mm. do, and they might think, oh, you know, it's, you know, I just want to get in and smash it. But as long as you know you progress, whether you're progressing the the volume, whether you, so whether you're progressing the volume, so the number of repetitions, whether you're pro progressing the intensity, so the weight that you're lifting, or whether you're going from one exercise progression to the next. So I might, I usually start people off if on on like a goblet squat um, for a, for a, for a barbell back squat. Um, yeah. And then gradually, as they as they progress up, and I think that they're ready to put a barbell on the back, then I um you know cue them under a bar, and then we mm. slowly build up from there. And so it's about reaching the goal, but not necessarily getting in, burning yourself well, out, it, it hurting takes, yourself, injuring yourself. But just... It takes time. Like I remember, um, I'll give a shout out to my partner Leanne. She's a uh, um she's been training for a little over two years now. Um, mm. and people don't believe me when I say she couldn't bench or she couldn't press a a barbell off her off her chest when she started. Oh, really? Wow. So she's she's a competitive powerlifter now. Her, um, her best if she hit the other the other week in training it was an eighty two and a half kilo bench press. Um, but that's taken you know two and a bit years to build up, and mm. and credit to her as well. She hasn't she's you know just literally um, stuck to the program and just continued to make progress. So it's mm. more about um, there's a really good quote from uh, uh, one of the, one of one of my favorite coaches, but um, he sort of talks a lot about. Um, not going in there, just giving a, a huge effort for that one session. Like everyone mm. wants to go in and just kill their workout or, you know, go in and smash it. Um, no one wants to do a punch the clock workout where they're, they're in, they're out, but they come back and do that, you know, repetitively day in, day out, regardless of how they're feeling. Mm. Everyone always wants to go in and kill themselves for the workout, which will probably drive their fatigue um, pretty high. So you might have an awesome workout. You're absolutely, you're thrashed. Mm. But then two days later, you can barely do anything. Like it's yeah. pretty... You know, now if you if your work capacity is high enough to do that, you might be you, your recovery is fantastic. Two yeah. days later, you're back in, or the next day, you barely feel it. Um, but if you're trying to make progress, like say if you're trying to get your bench press up, mm. um, you know maybe starting with some higher rep ranges at lower percentages, um, and just sort of you know work work your work your form there a little. Yeah, bit I've as been well. going for the last few weeks. Um, probably the last month, especially I've been really inspired since I've started doing this podcast. Actually, yeah, yeah. speaking of the strength guys. Um, and I've probably I've gone from doing my reps of about fifty. I did about twelve yep. though, about twelve reps of fifty. Yeah. Um. And now I'm sort of more seventy sort of thing, doing eight, ten reps of that. Yeah. Um. And I can get sort of four or five reps up of eighty. Yep. I could do ninety, I think, but I'd need a, probably a yeah someone to spot me. So yep. I, I've already noticed in this month that I've that my weight goes yep. my weight's gone up quite a lot, which is really yeah. exciting. I'll have to have a look at it. Yeah, well, yeah. But Come it, give me a spot. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the other thing is like bench press or any any movement as well is just, you know, if you technically learn to do it better. Mm. I'll give you a really good example I used to use with um, some of the swimmers that I coached. 
um, one of the one of the tests I used to give them sort of a um, a, a standing broad jump and see how far they could they could jump. Mm. Now, if I saw someone do a standing broad jump, I could probably improve that broad jump in five minutes just by teaching him how to do the movement properly. What's now, a standing broad jump? Oh, you, onto a box or no, no, no. So you're just you're standing there. You just it's like a standing standing oh, just, long jump. Yeah, jump. you see how far how far you can jump. Is um, it all about putting it? Because I had someone teach me how to sort of jump put your arms yeah yeah, yeah. so there's, sort of thing. there's a bunch yeah, of we had, used to have like a bar at work that was really high and no one yeah. could get it and we had this one guy who was like a really good jumper yeah and he just goes put your arms in like this swing the momentum of your body yeah. up and then i and then i could get up to the bar so yeah well, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah just so anyway simply by just um yeah showing them how to do the movement mm. a little bit better now it, then i if i if i retest them five minutes later now have they really improved their power in, in a, from a testing procedure, yeah, sure, mm. they may have jumped half a meter further just because I showed them how to how to do the movement. But um, they've all they've done is take exactly. You've just improved their you've improved their their technical proficiency at the movement. It'd be the same in the the bench press there as well. But then if I can if we can improve the technical proficiency of the movement and then do that repetitively, that's going to carry. It has to um, um, go go into your performance. Mm. I think think about boxing. You get on the bag, you've got heavy shoulders, you smack the crap out of it for, for 30 seconds and you're dead. You can't throw mm. anything else. Or you spar and you, you're trying to knock them out for 30 seconds and, you, and you're dead. Whereas you, you learn to relax and you know you, mm. you recover using aerobic capacity to recover with your hands up moving around and you're throwing the faster faster punches. Everything's really explosive and you're throwing it and you're back into your shell moving around. Mm. You're much more efficient with how, you, how you're doing it. Definitely. And you can go and spar six, seven, eight. You know, you can probably spar, you know, however many rounds you like like that, just because mm. you're comfortable moving around. Um, yeah. And so there's lots of, lots of parallels with, with all sports into you know, learning to do something technically proficiently. You can look at runners, how they run um, just by improving their running mechanics. Um, you know, there's less risk of injury, but mm. also improve their efficiency. And you can sort of couple all these things together the, with the technique and, yeah. um, you know, in the, all of the improvement factors and then, yeah, that's this, how you... Well, this is why I like, I, I like strength training and why I, I, you know, even though I offer, you know, I do some boxing and kickboxing as well, mm. but I, I really think my forte is strength and conditioning. I'm very passionate about that, mm. um, you know, because I think, you know, strength plays a, a huge role in, you know, um, increasing someone's strength can improve their athletic performance, not only improve your physique, improve your you athletic performance. I find that there's lots of areas that people don't really look at in terms of strength and conditioning because I went and did Pilates on Saturday for the first time, yep, yep. reformer Pilates. Yep. And um, often when I'm doing training, my boxing training or running footy training and all that, um, I get really sore throughout my glutes, yep. like my side of my leg there. And um, oh, I'm never sure why. And I'm always really trying to stretch the crap out of it after and stuff. Yeah. And I did Pilates on Saturday and we had to do this one exercise and and it's you had to like get your, your leg out on a 45 degree angle and do little pumps with your ankle yep. and my glutes were on fire. Yeah. And I've realized that that's probably a real weak spot of mine. Yeah. So again, it's, um, it's, I suppose it's a little bit of an art form and this gets, yeah. you know, um, I suppose my forte is more strength and conditioning and athlete, um, you mm. know, preparing athletes, getting people to train as strong as I can. But, you know, I, I do deal a little bit, um, with people who have come out of like a, a, a rehab setting, mm. um, where they've you know restored their range of motion, their, their strength, and they're ready ready to go. Similar to what Neil was talking about a few weeks ago, mm. um, and I think that you know a, a lot of the time, you know, it, it could be a, a strengthening issue as well. So if you you find you know you might be um, or tight in a certain area of you know an area is giving you 
certain amount of grief. Um, like a lot, of, especially guys, a lot of the time they say, oh, I've got tight hamstrings, got tight hamstrings. Mm. And they spend all the, a lot of time stretching them. Um, but then you have a look at how they move and they, they actually, you know, they, they, they look quite weak through that area. Mm. It could just be a fact that they actually have to strengthen their, their entire sort of posterior chain. So their mm. lower back, glutes, hamstrings. Um, yeah, it could just be a, a strengthening issue as yeah. well. Um, but again, you'd probably, you know, you'd look at a, a, a physio or, you know, you could have a chat to Neil or, or Mitchell about that and they'd probably be able to steer you in the, in the mm. right direction. I'd, I'd probably yeah. just focus on the, on the strengthening side, but I mean, yeah. again, that's why I love working with these guys as well. I run ideas off them and um, yeah. um, shout out to Zhead as well. Again, I, I sort of, if I've, you know, from a, a clinical, uh, you know, from a clinical perspective, I, if I, if I'm a bit unsure about something, I'll go and pick his brains or, you know, I'll pick Mitchell's brains. Yeah. Um, I actually referred clients to him in, in the past and, um, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, you know, it's really more of that holistic approach rather mm. than, you know, all of the guys that might, you know, see Mitchell or see Neil, they mightn't even train you. They just know of them. And then they, they go back and start doing what they're, what they were always doing and then yeah. they have the same problems. Yeah. I definitely need to tee something up, mate. This has yeah. been an unreal yeah. podcast. I'm not sure how long we've gone for, but we've definitely, definitely exceeded the 20 minutes. I think I wouldn't have a clue. I haven't <laughs> yeah. even looked at the time. I can keep going. I was, yeah. you know, it depends. I, I think we've got to uh, wrap it up just because we're meant to keep it at 20 minutes. And I think we're on. Sorry, guys. We're on 33. So sorry, guys, to chew your ear off like this. We're going to have to get Mark on because we're literally just, again, because we're literally just scratching the surface of this stuff. So love to. Yeah, mate. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Much appreciated. Um, you guys can come and uh, get a one on one with Mark at Fight Fit. Um, South Melbourne, if you like, are you just at South Melbourne or Collingwood? Yeah, yeah, just uh, South Melbourne at the moment. Um, if you want to, you know, um, I, I run a lifting crew down here as well. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, what yeah. what times are those classes? So they're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, seven till eight thirty. Yeah, and then um, on Saturday from ten thirty to twelve. Basically, there they can, depending on their goals, they they can. Um, you know, some people come in, they want to powerlift. Others just want to change their body. Yeah. Some are playing a sport, looking at an event, and I just sort of train them uh, according to their goal sweet well yeah. guys if you're a member at fight fit get down to those classes because they will be absolutely invaluable for you and if you're not a member at fight fit then become a member awesome Beautiful. wrap it up thank you very much awesome